2: Good morning. Senior health officials are on alert for a spike in coronavirus infections after tens of thousands of protesters attended rallies over the weekend. Chief medical officers will today discuss the threat of new COVID-19 outbreaks as a result of the Black Lives Matter marches. It's reported they will consider whether a further easing of restrictions needs to be delayed. But it will likely take weeks for them to know the impact of the protests. West Australian Premier Mark McGowan has warned his state's borders could remain closed for a considerable period due to fears of a spike in COVID cases. He's also urging people planning to attend a protest in Perth to find other ways to express themselves. The rally will be held on Saturday with organisers expected to apply for an exemption to allow more than 300 people to gather. Meantime, New South Wales police have defended their decision to use capsicum spray on demonstrators at the rally in Sydney's CBD. Police say while the protest was mostly peaceful, after it broke up, some officers were kicked, punched and spat on. Protesters clashed with police at Central Station after the main rally and capsicum spray was deployed when a group of people allegedly became aggressive. One protester was arrested. Protesters in the United States have vowed to keep up the momentum as their fight against police brutality enters its 13th day. It comes as the former police officer who put his knee on George Floyd's neck prepares to face court tomorrow. In Washington, D.C.,
1: the protesters stood firm, holding their ground until the White House lights went out following a day of peaceful marches, which saw the biggest turnout since the movement began.
3: I don't really feel scared because I know that there is, there's going to be a change one day.
1: The protesters' calm determination spread to other cities across the US. Authorities, too, are changing tack. In Atlanta, members of the National Guard danced with demonstrators. In New York, crowds marched to the beat as protests turned into parties. But despite the change in atmosphere, police brutality is still very much in the spotlight. In Buffalo, two officers charged with assaulting an elderly protester were cheered by their colleagues as they left the courthouse. Two officers have been suspended in New York, one caught on camera pulling down a man's mask and pepper spraying his face, another seen pushing a woman to the ground. In George Floyd's hometown in North Carolina, the man who ignited the movement was laid to rest. The former Minneapolis police officer charged over his death faces
2: court tomorrow. Gina Trahan, 7 News. Thousands of people have this morning gathered outside the U.S. Embassy in South London. Demonstrators wearing face coverings and holding placards marched in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. The huge crowd chanted for justice and took a knee, mirroring U.S. activists. In Bristol, protesters tore down a statue of a 17th century slave trader and threw it into a river. From former politicians to sporting and unsung heroes, 933 Australians have been recognised in this year's Queen's Birthday Honours list. For more, political reporter Olivia Leeming joins me from Canberra now. Olivia, they're being awarded for their service to the community.
4: Good morning, Nat. Yeah, it's that time of year again and many of the health and aged care workers who've been on the front line during the coronavirus pandemic helping others are being honoured this year. Some of the little-known Australians alongside those big names, including a former Prime Minister. For service to Parliament, former Prime Minister Tony Abbott and former Speaker Bronwyn Bishop today receive a new honour, an Order of Australia. I like to think it'd be an inspiration for young Australian women to come forward and say they'd like to uh, go into public life uh, and be proud of their country. Former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird has also been recognised while Seven Group Holdings CEO Ryan Stokes has been honoured for his service to cultural institutions, mental health and to business.
3: I feel very lucky, uh, so, you know, it's a it's a, a, um, a real privilege uh, to have that, that opportunity and, and to be able to, to be involved with business.
4: Star batsman Michael Clark also receives an AO.
0: I owe cricket so much for me to be able to receive an award like this.
4: Perry Cross has been commended for helping others living with spinal cord injuries. Dr Catherine Foley awarded an AO for research and supporting women in physics. We're sort of in the top ten countries in the world for research and that's phenomenal. Dr Colin James has been recognised for helping sea turtles and Atticus Fleming for wildlife conservation. This year's list, a mix of well-known names and local heroes, representing the very best of the Australian spirit. Governor-General David Hurley says this year's recipients represent great ideas, hard work and compassion for fellow Australians. So the actual ceremonies where they would typically be recognised formally have been postponed indefinitely due to the pandemic. They'll be held once restrictions allow, Nat.
2: Okay. thank you, Olivia. The victim of a horrific shark attack near the New South Wales-Queensland border has been identified as 60-year-old tradesman Rob Pedriti. He'd been surfing with a friend at Kingscliff when his leg was bitten by a great white shark. His friend and another surfer bravely fought off the predator and brought him to shore, but the 60-year-old died on the beach. The
5: actions of those people was... Um... Uh, nothing short of heroic. We'll uh, be making some recommendations at a later stage in regards to um, their actions.
2: A hunt is now underway for that shark and authorities have been granted permission to kill the animal. A long weekend away has turned to horror for two families after fire ripped through a holiday house north of Melbourne. Two people were killed, including a six-year-old boy, despite the heroic efforts of neighbours who risked their lives to help.
3: Barefoot and shirtless, a man carries an injured child to an ambulance. Five children as young as one were burnt when a holiday house exploded in flames. A six-year-old boy and a 33-year-old man died inside during the blaze. Police, ambulance, choppers, it was, yeah, it was bedlam. Eight hours later, smoke was still drifting from the ruins at Tyack near Broadford, a bunk bed left twisted and charred after a night that left neighbours stunned. It was pretty bad, yeah. 13 people were in the house, nearly all of them suffered injuries, three ambulance helicopters were needed. One of the CFA guys woke me up and I need you to tell me where we can safely land a helicopter. Another neighbour says it was like a wall of fire, the single story holiday home destroyed, toys left scattered among the devastation. It was
1: made up of two families who were at the premises. Uh, up for the long weekend.
3: As neighbours waited for firefighters to arrive, one ran down with buckets of water but realised that was useless. The blaze so intense, 16 fire trucks responded from eight CFA stations.
5: It took approximately an hour and a half to get the fire
3: under control. Why will be determined by police from the arson and explosive squad? Those uh, conversations and investigations, I dare say, will be ongoing for some time. Paul Dowsley, 7 News.
2: A 14-year-old boy has been charged with dangerous driving causing death following a shocking crash in Townsville that killed four teenagers. Three girls and a boy, believed to be aged between 14 and 18, died when the stolen car they were in clipped a roundabout and then rolled. It's a tragedy rolled. for
0: the children involved and it's a tragedy for their families
2: been revealed some of the victims were known to the Department of Child Safety and were in state care. The driver will face Townsville Children's Court later this month. Two families are in mourning after a five-year-old boy and a 28-year-old man died in a tragic boating accident south of Sydney. The boat carrying four people capsized near Wollongong on Saturday night. The boy's father and another man were pulled from the water but the young boy and the 28-year-old couldn't be saved.
3: I also heard the pretty well blood-curdling scream for help. You know, I ran down uh, to the rocks down by the ocean and started yelling out, but we couldn't hear any more screams after that.
2: The boy's father is said to have been deeply traumatised and is at home recovering after being treated for shock in hospital. Confronting video has emerged of a violent arrest outside a pub in Melbourne's north. Police appeared to kick the suspect repeatedly before using a foot to pin down his head, leaving witnesses shocked. Victoria Police have launched an investigation. The whale watching season is in full swing off the Australian east coast. A pod of southern right whales swam past Sydney's Tamarama Beach yesterday. A drone operator captured pictures of two adults and a calf not far from shore. Wales are currently migrating north to warmer waters and their breeding grounds off Queensland. Major flooding has caused chaos in southeastern China. Residents in the Guangxi province have been left stranded in their homes after several days of heavy rainfall. More than 400,000 people have been affected by the flooding with hundreds having to be rescued. A German pedophile suspected of murdering British girl Madeleine McCann has now been linked to another missing child. Six-year-old René Hazé was last seen on a beach near the Portugal resort in 1996 where three-year-old Maddie went missing 11 years later. It was thought he had drowned but German police are now reinvestigating the possibility he was abducted. They're looking at Christian Bruckner who's currently serving time for drug offences but he has not officially been named as a suspect. Thousands of protesters have taken part in a Black Lives Matter rally in Rome. Despite Italy being one of the countries most impacted by coronavirus, they gathered to protest against police brutality in solidarity with the US movement. Wearing face masks and holding signs, the protesters filled a square in the Italian capital and knelt in silence with their fists raised. During these times of social distancing, there's one group of Australians for whom staying social and active is as important as ever. Those suffering from Parkinson's, disease, who need to keep their brains stimulated and their body moving.
5: When much else closed down as the coronavirus took hold, in this room things were ramping up. Classes to help those suffering from Parkinson's stay in step. Sixty-eight-year-old Philip Coleman was diagnosed just six months ago and has embraced the program. Exercises specifically designed for those with the disease.
3: Flexibility, strength, getting the endorphins going, but more particularly the brain moving.
5: The aim, to help the brain retrain itself. This class being run at Royal Rehab, getting those who need it out of their homes and into class. Socially distant, but still social. For people with Parkinson's, we know that social isolation can be really problematic. It's really important that you've got some some exercise focus. In a safe environment. Be able to maintain mobility
0: and balance. Because the last thing we want is for patients to become deconditioned and end up with other health issues.
3: You can do Zoom exercises, but it's not quite the same as being one-to-one or at least uh, in a class.
5: Keeping the body and brain busy when other aspects of life shut down. Nina Stevens, Seven News.
2: There's some rare good news on the jobs front, with major industries embarking on a post-COVID recruitment drive. As our economy emerges from its slumber, workers in some key sectors are being snapped up fast. On a cold winter's day, signs our economy
0: is heating up. After a two-month slowdown, employers like cafe owner Luke Halloran are now in a different kind of pickle. They need people and fast.
4: It's been quite busy. We've been booked out for today and yesterday as well.
0: When the pandemic hit, many businesses were forced to scale right back. Now, with restrictions easing, they're ramping up again. Most of them that I know have all brought workers back um, and most of them are adding new workers as well. In the past fortnight, there's been a huge surge in job ads led by the tourism and hospitality industry, nationally it's up 239%. Yeah, we've got normal shifts again, which is awesome, so a bit of human interaction.
3: (laughs) Well, I think that reflects the fact that New South Wales in particular have opened up their hospitality industry pretty quickly.
0: Education and training providers are also scouting for workers in large numbers, while manufacturing and transport jobs are up 59%. Queensland has seen the biggest rise in ads, closely followed by Tasmania. And builders and tradies too are in high demand. They say their phones have been ringing hot since the federal government unveiled its Cash for Renos grant. Calls for tradies alone are up 76%. In the past fortnight. All helping to mend a battered economy. Elspeth Hussey, 7 News.